Welcome to the pilot episode of United Voices, a brand new podcast brought to you by the people of Foster's Voice. I got to tell you, I'm very excited to take this journey with all of you. It's been in the works for a very long time, and I'm, I'm really excited that it's finally here. In this first episode, I want to tell you what you can expect from United Voices, what we hope to accomplish, and then finally tell you a little bit about my story and how I got here. First of all, we decided to start a podcast, and we we wanted to name it United Voices because we wanted to give all of you a voice. We wanted it to be a collective voice for everybody, for the people that we've met on our own journey. And it just seemed very fitting for us. And we're very pleased uh, to be able to bring this outlet um, to the public. And we we really hope that it, it becomes a huge success for everybody. This is all brand new for me. Um, I'm pretty used to speaking, but technology is not my thing. So bear with me as we will learn together and we'll go forward. With that being said, uh, some of the things that I will be talking about are very sensitive. Uh, they're personal and they revolve around mental health and suicide awareness. So. I just wanted to give everybody a little disclosure. Uh, some of the things could be triggering for some, um, but they're important topics that we truly need to talk about. The intention of United Voices for us is to bring you conversations each episode from someone in different areas revolving around mental health and suicide awareness. And in doing so, we want to normalize the conversation about these topics and destigmatize the shock around them so other people can start opening up and, and then we can look for solutions to some of these problems. We want to give people the courage to open up and talk about any issues or problems that they may face. And ultimately, I truly believe that talking about it is the only way that we can get to the bottom of it. Obviously, mental health and suicide are very complex issues, um, but they're things that we have to talk about, and we have to tar start those conversations now. We hope by hearing other people's stories um, that people will realize that they're not alone, um, that they don't have to suffer in silence, and that there are people here to listen, and that there are other people that want to help, because we certainly do. Um, and I truly believe that everybody can be a friend, that people can listen, and that listening can make a difference. And it's not the only thing uh, that needs to be done, but it is a good start. 
And from there, we can move on and we can get the professional help that we need to help other people. I do believe that United Voices uh, will be as successful as you listeners want it to be. Uh, it's a matter of if you tune in, if you share, if you like this podcast or not. It's not for me. It's it's for you. Um, and I, I pray that, that you guys get something out of this. And as with everything that we do that runs through Foster's Voice, I hope it makes a difference, even if it's just for one person, because one person uh, is worth all of the work and all of the sacrifice. The podcast, United Voices, it's another tool for advocating. And the more people that listen, the better chance the right person hears it when they really need to. So I'm going to ask all of you to please support United Voices by sharing the episodes and be an advocate for mental health and suicide because it affects so many people, um, not just in our area, not just in the Quad Cities, uh, not just in the United States, but truly around the world. And my eyes have been completely opened, and I know that there are other people uh, that want to make change uh, right alongside of, uh, of myself. And the great team that I've surrounded myself with at Foster's Voice. So I'm asking you to please share the episodes and help us to make sure that we can get this out there um, and help some people that just need to know how much they truly do matter. As I said, my name is Kevin Atwood. Uh, I'm the co-founder of Foster's Voice along with my wife, Jamie. And five years ago, I never envisioned volunteering for a nonprofit, let alone creating one. Like a lot of people, I was just living life. And it, it was a good life. Uh, I, had, uh, I had a job uh, that I absolutely loved. Uh, a new house, new cars, and... I had an amazing family. Sure, life, uh, it, it had its ups and downs. Uh, but uh, I was truly blessed. And I knew that I was blessed. But even though I knew I was blessed, it, it didn't stop me from taking it for granted. Uh, I was always wanting more. I, I was never really truly satisfied. Um, I just had that mentality that they, I needed more. Uh, I needed a bigger house. I needed newer cars. Uh, needed more toys. Um, real consumer-driven. And sometimes in life, things happen um, that humble you. They rearrange every priority and 
they open new light that you never saw before. For me, that day was July 21st in 2017. And I can, I can remember that day like it was yesterday. Um, it was a Friday, it was extremely hot. There wasn't a cloud in the sky, just the sun that looked to be three times its normal size. It was so huge. About one o'clock in the afternoon, I received a phone call from my wife at work, and I don't, uh, I don't get phone calls from my wife at work. Um, you know, we're both in and out of meetings all day. Um, you know, we're busy, we're working. So if she needs anything, then, you know, she would always text me. So when I received a call, I knew, I knew it was something important. Um, so I took the call. And when I answered the phone, all I could hear uh, was my wife's cries. And obviously I immediately asked what was wrong and all, all she would say was that you need to come home. And of course I continued to press, okay, but what what is the matter? And she wouldn't tell me. She just continued to tell me that I needed to come home. I jumped in my car and I left work. Um, I called my my boss on the way um, on the way home. I, I just left and it was the longest drive nine miles I think I've ever made, and it's a it's amazing what all can go through your mind um, in that short a period of time you you wonder if something happened to your parents or if something happened to your in-laws or maybe one of your pets or you just don't know what happens you know a lot of things go through your mind during these times when i got home they came around the quarter um to our home you know, we live on a cul-de-sac, and I saw a police car and another vehicle that I didn't recognize. And the first thing that came into mind is that, uh, you know, one of my boys had gotten in trouble and done something that teenagers do occasionally that they probably shouldn't have done. And I parked in the driveway, um, and I opened my door, and, and the, this this real strong smell of fresh-cut grass in the middle of summer hit me. Um, everybody was mowing their lawn that Friday, getting ready for the weekend. I can remember that real strong smell of fresh-cut grass. I walked through the garage, and I went in the garage door, and when I opened the door, there was a police officer standing there, and he was staring straight ahead. 
And I approached him to try and figure out what was going on. And he wouldn't even acknowledge me. Um, he wouldn't even look at me. He just continued to kind of stare straight ahead towards uh, our sliding glass doors that were in front of him. And finally, I looked past him and I saw my wife um, sitting on our couch. And she was crying and she was just shaking uncontrollably. And she was pointing to our dining room. <clears throat> so I, I walked past the police officer and there was a man that was sitting at our dining room table and he had all these papers that were laying out on our table. And I approached him and I stuck out my hand to introduce myself and I said, my name's Kevin Atwood. And he grabbed my hand and then he grabbed my arm with his other hand. And he said his name. Uh, but to this day, I don't remember his name because the words that came out afterward were so shocking that you forget everything else. He said his name, and then he said, I am the Rock Island County Coroner. And I knew then that my son, Foster, was gone. I just kind of said half-heartedly under my breath, Foster. And he said, yes, sir. And I just lost all control of my legs and fell to the ground. And he did his best to comfort me on the way down. And he helped me over to the couch next to my wife. He explained to me that my 19-year-old son had died by suicide. He did his job very well for something that is very difficult. He was very kind, very professional, and it was a very tough job that he had to do. I imagine he dreads those days, and he's had to do it more than once, but I'm very thankful that he was such a professional during those times. But they leave. <clears throat> And then your house gets flooded with family and friends when the news starts to break. And you are just still full of shock. See, shock's the first thing that really hits you. Overwhelming shock. 
Of course, heart breaks there. But the shock hits you so hard. I believe it's a protective mechanism that's designed inside of us um, because I surely believe that I would have died from heartbreak if I didn't have the shock. I sat down on the couch and I think I remained there for like the next 10 hours. I don't think I moved. People came in and out all day. People were talking to me. I don't remember the conversation. People were hugging me. People were crying. It really becomes surreal. But as fast as everybody comes, they leave. And then later that night, everything gets real quiet, and it's just you and your wife, and you're there alone in the silence. That night, as I laid in bed, and I was listening to my wife's cries and sobs, I realized there was nothing that I could do to help her. I couldn't comfort her, I couldn't take her pain away. I never felt so helpless in my life. I knew nobody deserved to live through a day like what we lived through or have to face what we were gonna to have to face coming up. And I kept thinking about my son. Everything that was lost. Everything that could have been. My future generations my grandchildren, his wedding, his career. I wouldn't get to see him grow older. I wouldn't get to see him become a father. And then I realized that our son still had a future here in this life if we were strong enough to give it to him. I felt that it had to be for something. That some kind of good had to come out of my son's death. And it was that night on Friday, July 21st, 2017, that Foster's voice, the concept of Foster's voice was first started. We had a long road ahead of us. 
and you have to plan for a funeral and you have to do all of this while you're still in a state of shock. We made it through. And nine days after losing our son, Foster's voice was officially launched on July 30th, 2017. And I'm proud of the work that my son has done through Foster's Voice Suicide Awareness and Prevention. It's been four and a half years, almost five years since we lost our son. And in this type of advocating, you never know the difference that you make. But I pray every day that lessons are learned from my mistake and that Foster's journey has made a difference for somebody and that it saved other families the heartache and the heartbreak. See, it was my job as a father to make my son a better man than I was. But through heartbreak and tragedy, what happened was a son made a man a better father. I'm a better person today than I was before July 21st, and I owe that to my son. I'm not the same man I was before that day. I had to find a way to become a new man. I had to find a new me. And the cost was very high. But I owe who I am today to foster. And I try to take every day and remember that. And I try to make a difference to somebody else. And I pray that I do. And I pray that this podcast, moving forward, will do the same and will touch somebody. My life is not over. My life will continue on. We fight every day. We fight for those like Foster, who struggle. We fight for the families who don't know where to turn because they ride this roller coaster with their loved ones. And we fight because life is worth living. I encourage everyone to advocate for suicide awareness. Get involved now. Learn the warning signs. Be proactive. Don't let suicide rob memories from you.
Don't let it be a thief in the night. On future episodes of United Voices, we are going to bring guests. And we're going to hear their stories. We're going to hear other people's journeys through advocation. And I, I really look forward to this opportunity. And I really hope you do too. I want to thank all of you for listening to United Voices pilot episode. A sincere thank you for allowing a sad father the opportunity to share my story with you. And as promised, we'll be back with a special guest for our next episode. Remember, take time for your mental health. And please share United Voices. Somebody out there, I promise, really needs to hear this. As I say always, don't forget, I love you. We'll see you next time.